Hello, everyone, and welcome back to this episode of the CX Cast. I'm your host, Angelina Jenis. I'm joined once again by co host Adele Sage. Hi, Adele. Hi. And today we have the privilege of being joined by Yvonne Goupil, who is the head of customer and marketing insights at Virgin Money UK. Hi, Yvonne. Hello, Angelina and Adele. Thanks for joining us. We're so excited to have you. We have an interesting topic to cover today, one that many CX teams have voiced great concern over. Adele, I know you have witnessed this as well, which is when CX teams go through mergers. Dun, dun, dun. So we want to talk today about how to plan for it and how to make the most of the experience, which Yvonne has actually experienced and succeeded with firsthand. To start the conversation, just to give you guys some context, Clydesdale Bank and Yorkshire Bank in the UK merged and were rebranded as Virgin Money. My question to you, Yvonne, is which organization were you initially a part of and how was the merger going to affect you and your team? Yeah, as you said, Clydesdale and Yorkshire Bank combined with Virgin Money. I was part of Clydesdale and Yorkshire Bank at the start. When it comes to how it would affect us, well, there are, I guess, several aspects to it. From a organizational standpoint, it basically meant that we had to bring two teams into one, and we can talk about that in more details in a moment. But obviously, we had also to combine the way we we measure voice of customers and work at improving experiences. So it kind of questioned, in a way, our ways of working across uh, both organizations. Interesting. How did you approach the merger? And I know that's a big question. Did you have a plan from the beginning of how you were going to do this? Or did the plan kind of come together over time? It's a, a bit of both, actually. Our intent from the very beginning, and this is what has guided us throughout what we call the best of both worlds. So obviously in combination, so in this case, you have an acquiring party and a target, but we wanted from the onset to walk away from that and the kind of mentality you can come along with. And we said what we need to achieve is being neutral to whatever is coming from one side or which side, but simply look for what is best for the team, for the organization, and obviously for our customers. So we set out to basically, across all the disciplines I was and the team responsible for, identifying what's happening on Clydesdale and Yorkshire Bank side and on Virgin Money side, compare and contrast and decide which way was the most promising, the best, and carry on with that, or eventually be ready to come up with something completely new that neither organizations were using. So that's the approach we've undertaken. As it went, you know, we we were able to deploy that, that approach to be in a position to have a single team and a, a single uh, set of tools we are using to improve customer experiences and delight our customers under the new Virgin Money organization. 
I'm curious, just this is super tactical. How did you actually record everything? Like what, what tool did you use or tools did you use to figure out, you know, these are all the points and, and here's what each side is doing. And, and this is how we're going to judge which one is best. We listed basically all the kind of tools, the supplier relationships we had when it comes to a voice of customer measurement, but also marketing analytics, which is part of the disciplines I have responsibility for. And we had a list of criteria we wanted to consider to basically assess those various tools. So for instance, when it comes to CX surveys, we look at the technicality of the survey itself, dropout rates, response rates, completion rates, but also the quality of the relationship with the supplier, the type of contract we had with our suppliers, the service level we had, and whether you know the level of satisfaction was high or, or lower. So there was a proper assessment that was conducted like you do if you wish in a, in a pitch situation, you know, uh, RFP, to be in a position to have tangible outcomes as to whether this should be this supplier or that supplier, that solution or this solution that should be considered going forward. Were there any concerns that with the merger and with deciding which vendors to go with, there'd be a loss of control by yourself or other leaders, or were the egos checked at the door for all of this? That's a very pertinent question. We tried to put egos aside, and that's tough, because there is a lot of psychology at play in mergers. People feel unsettled, insecure about what their future might be like might be defensive. And we tried to put cards on table, be opened as to what would come out of it and, you know, be ready to accept whatever solution would emerge. We tried to be as analytical, if you wish, as possible to avoid the psychological element of the merger. That cannot be ignored, by the way. It's very pregnant, but we managed that because we were working in very good intelligence across the two teams, the two CX teams, and this helped tremendously. I think it would be helpful for the audience to get an example of some early success that showed that the merger was effective and the way you merged was effective. A couple of things I can, I can share or that comes to mind. We quickly came to the conclusion that from a VOC, so customer feedback measurement standpoint, one of the solutions was superior. And as a matter of fact, it, it was the one that was used by the Clydesdale and Yorkshire Bank side. And it was evident somewhat based on the, the kind of criteria I alluded to that this should be the way forward. Uh, and everybody came to that conclusion altogether. So there was no pressure on one side or the other that this was the best road ahead. Another example is the way we decided as a, maybe it became a symbol of the new organization to walk away from a key measurement, which was at the time transactional net promoter score that both organizations were using. And we came up with 
a proprietary measure that we call the SMILE score. And this proprietary measure, you know, in a way, when I say it's symbolic, because it was a manifestation of the new departure that we were all onto with the new Virgin Money. And it was also a kind of a translation of a joint company purpose that had been crafted by the new teams. Uh, and this was helping us to kind of look ahead rather than to look backwards at what we were losing, but consider what we were gaining from joining forces. I love this idea of a smile score. And as you were talking about it, I was thinking, hmm, I wonder what kind of smile score you guys would give yourselves about going through this process, right? Uh, interestingly, if I may say uh, about a few words about the smile score, the, the smile score was inspired by a Forrester CX index. Ah, okay. Because my take or the take of the team was to say NPS is not that effective at a transaction level because we're a commercial bank measuring the ability to advocate in favor of virgin money when you check your balance. It's a bit irrealistic. So we said what we want to measure is is effectiveness and emotion. So how can we do that our own way? And we're reflecting upon our purpose, which is to making people happier about money. So there is a strong emotional charge, strong emotional element to it. And so we came up with a solution that basically combines the three CX quality components of ease, effectiveness, and emotion into a single metric, which we called the SMILE score. And now, which is used across the whole organization as a measure of CX quality success at a touchpoint level at interaction. I'm glad we could inspire that. And, you know, you've, you've got such a nice name for it. Yeah. yeah. And I like the idea that there were some, something old, something new, something borrowed in the merger. Really is like a marriage, I guess. Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, like in, in a marriage, you, you have to accept the differences. You have to sometimes give away things to gain other things that ultimately are going to be better. And it is a combination that drives the, the power of the type of solutions we came up with. Is the merger still going on in some ways, or do you feel like you have become a unified team at this point? The merger, in a way, is still going on when we are two years into it in some aspects. But before I come to that, yes, we are a unified team. So all the reorganization exercises have been completed. We have deployed what we call our go-to organization that brings what we feel is best from legacy structures and teams, but also has set ourselves up for future progress. But the banking business in the UK, anywhere, I guess it's quite complex. And what there are things we are still struggling with, we are grappling with, for instance, customer systems. There are still two sets of customer databases that we have to deal with. So it makes things still a bit more complicated. Even though we, we measure everything on a single platform from a VOC standpoint, we have to pull our samples from two different systems 
and we have not yet as an organization deployed what is meant to become our single data fabric. So this is a kind of thing that we are still uh, grappling with. But besides that, single team, single ways of working, single strategies and ways to do things, absolutely. I'm curious, I've, I've seen with other clients I've worked with who've gone through mergers that they've felt as though their CX efforts were stalled for a period of time, right? They had all this momentum, they were going forward, and then they had to stop. There was some period of time before the merger was finalized. They had to work through all of the cultural changes with this new team and do the inventory that you talked about and that kind of thing. And that they felt as though they were really stalled as a result. Is that something that you felt? What was it like to go through it? And if you felt stalled, how long did that last? This brings a lot of changes. You have to question a lot of things in the way you are used to do stuff that you thought was the right thing. And then you discover that maybe it was not. So this is a bit unsettling. Where we stalled, I, I wouldn't actually uh, say we, we got stalled because on the CYBG side, so Clydesdale and New Yorkshire Bank side, we had already planned ahead where we wanted to go. And this turned out to be the kind of direction we pursued as a single joint organization. But if I kind of uh, shift the focus a bit, what undoubtedly is a big challenge of mergers from a CX standpoint is how do you engage with your customers and what it means for those customers, the fact that you are bringing two organizations together. In our case, there is a rebrand happening. So customers have to point to it, welcome it in the best possible way. We launch new products. So there is an array of things that happen on a customer standpoint that we had to identify, understand, and address. And this is something that keeps on happening. And we are still in the process of measuring, assessing the impact the rebrand, for instance, the combination in the rebrand has on our customers' base. And be in the best position to engage with those customers so that they embrace the changes we set upon conducting as best as possible. Makes sense. It's funny, this conversation is reminding me that my own bank just went through an acquisition. And as a customer, I have just experienced that rebranding, the routing number changes, but the account number stays the same. And all of my statement history is now gone. You know, like all of those kinds of things that I didn't think about before it happened. But afterwards I went, oh, I should have thought about this more carefully. So it sounds as though you were able to think really carefully about what that customer experience would be like through the merger and not just your own teams and systems and things like that. So that's very important too. Absolutely. And I'm not saying that we did uh, well in every compartment. So there are clearly areas where we missed the plot or we could have done better. But I think this was clearly front of mind to everyone within this team, the customer and marketing insight team, and, and obviously across the whole organization. But as you said, there are elements of a combination in, in the banking business, like can you keep your customer number? Can you keep history of your transaction? So practical things. But there is also, in our case, Clydesdale and Yorkshire Bank, which are now becoming Virgin Money, there was a very strong attachment from some customers who have been banking with us for decades about this 
Clydesdale is very strong in Scotland, for instance, where it originates from. And so you have this emotional attachment that you have to overcome with customers. And there is also another element, which is the fear of losing, even though there is nothing that customers practically are losing. On the contrary, we are enriching the quality of the experience we deliver to them. But there is this underlying fear that because there is a brand name change, things are going to go with it. And we have to address those kind of concerns all the time. After having experienced all of this, what would be the one big piece of advice when a CX leader hears that they are going through a merger? What should they think about or do first? I guess you need to be humble in a way. So, And you cannot expect that uh, things are going to be easy and straightforward because they rarely are. You need to be ready for having to deal with uh, stumbling blocks along the way and accept the fact that there are things that are outside of your control. So. I mentioned this kind of separate customer databases. So I would love to have a single uh, data environment, but making that happen is beyond my control because it depends on our operations colleagues for that. So we have to accept that and to be ready for it. What helped us a lot and is still helping us a lot is the fact that we are guided by a very strong purpose uh, that everyone across the organization adheres to. And this, in a way, is our the kind of things we reflect upon each time we uh, launch a new initiative as to whether it will nourish, it is compliant in a way with our purpose of making people easier about money. The other thing is patience, because things don't happen overnight. Sometimes things take time to materialize. So it's important to have also what are the things that you want to prioritize over others? Because undoubtedly, there are many things that need to be done and they cannot be done all at once. These are the kind of three pieces of advice that I would uh, consider for any CX team leader who has to go through a merger or a combination of two businesses. So be humble, stay grounded, be patient. These sound like great pieces of advice for anyone going through any kind of big change. Nothing new under the sun here, but I think things happen. One thing that also would be expected, but it's celebrate success. Make sure that you galvanize the team around you of progress that are being made. We are all going through a very unique period now working from home for most of us, at least here in the United Kingdom. It's been a a big challenge of mine and any people leader within our organization to galvanize a team to make sure that people feel okay and engaged as to what's ahead of us in tumultuous times. Yeah, great wisdom. And thank you so much for sharing your best of both worlds approach. Our own Judy Weider did write an awesome case study on the approach. So that's also there for those who are interested. Yvonne, before I thank you for joining, is there anything else you'd want me to ask you or anything else you wanted to say? No, I think we, we've covered the key aspects of the merger. What I think is great for any executive is accelerating to go through a merger. It's a unique situation. And yes, it's demanding, but at the same time, it's very rewarding. 
you learn about yourself, your resilience, you learn about people around you and how they react into times of change, and you make things happen because undoubtedly you have the responsibility to create in new solutions, new approaches, new things. And if at the end of the day, it's for the benefit of uh, delighting customers, it's only more rewarding. It's about embracing uh, those challenges and moving along with that. So yeah, that's what I would say to conclude. Love it. We are joined today by Ivan Goupil. He's the head of customer and marketing insights at Virgin Money UK. Ivan, thank you so much for your wisdom today. Great pleasure. Thanks for having me today. And Adele Sage, thank you for being my co-host in crime today. Always a pleasure. And we'll see everyone or hear them, I guess, next week on the CX Cast.